This episode of Control-Alt-Delete is brought to you by the critically acclaimed number one New York Times bestseller about the real Steve Jobs, which is now available in paperback. Becoming Steve Jobs, the evolution of a reckless upstart into a visionary leader is a fresh, in-depth portrait of the greatest visionary of his generation and now features a new forward by serial entrepreneur and venture capitalist Mark Andreessen, as well as an afterword by Rick Tetzeli and Brent Schlender. For more information, visit becomingstevejobs.com. Hello, and welcome to Control Alt Delete, a high school debate club from TheVerge.com. That intro is brought to us by Zach Pagano on Twitter, at Zach Pagano. Uh, I'm Neil Patel, I'm the editor-in-chief of The Verge, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Walt Mossberg, the executive editor of The Verge and co-founder of Recode. Hey, Walt. How's it going, man? It's going It's going well, Neil. I just want you to know my, my debate team name is The Wildcats. Uh, that's a good one. That's I don't know what yours is, but I'm The Wildcats. Go Wildcats. <laughs> My college had the worst. I went to the University of Chicago, and we were the Maroons, the possibly the least exciting. Name that is not of all no. Time. You're you're wrong. I can beat that. How's that? I went to Brandeis University, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful university that I still support, which has the worst team name in history. It's called the Judges. <laughs> the Judges, and the mascot is an owl, and it's because it's named after a very famous Supreme Court justice whose decisions are still cited often in current Supreme Court rulings. But um, they all, they could, the only thing they could come up with in 19, whenever they started the college, was the judges. Shouldn't they have gone with Justice? The Brandeis that, Justice? Justice is the name of the student paper. Oh, I see. That well, I, that that I wrote for. That could be the name for, of the team. That I wrote for. Who did you lose it, to, Justice? Well, we <laughs> actually, I mean, in the before I got there, in the very beginnings, they used to actually play Notre Dame. And places Ooh. like that. And then they settled into their natural place, uh, probably where the University of Chicago is as a kind of um, Division three. you oh, know, yeah. no football. The, uh, the University of Chicago kind of uh, started out, this is true, D1 football team. They were among the yeah. first in the Big Ten. And then uh, decided football not worth it and uh, built a science laboratory instead. That's exactly right, right on pretty, the much what, pretty much what Brandeis did much later. They <laughs> started now, I don't know I don't know if they were ever division one, but they were football and there are actual photos I have seen of them playing Notre Dame among other teams in football. And they decided it was too expensive and mm-hmm. they wanted to invest in academic buildings. So that's what they did. They yeah. they cut football. They had kept all the other sports uh, and they still have all the other sports, and they wound up building new athletic facilities along the way and stuff like that, but no football. Yeah. And the team name, still the Judges. The Judges. Go That's, Judges. The Judges and the Maroons, the hottest game in, in <laughs> well, college Well, should we football be the Judges today? and the Maroons, or should we be the Wildcats and whatever? I don't know. Well, is the Wildcats your high school? Uh, my high school was the Patriots. Oh, uh, I see. My high school was the Hawks. So the Wildcats and the, the Hawks. Okay, well, it's a high school debate t- thing, so let's be the Patriots and the Hawks. I like it. All right. All right. Uh, riveting tech discussion today. <laughs> control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I think the people that take the time to listen to this podcast want to know that stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, the Hawks are going to bring it this week because, Walt, your column is about the he- even headphones. Uh, and I would urge the listener to go read it because it is full of – not even that subtle trolls of me for about <laughs> a thousand words. <laughs> uh, 
you know, there's an art to the subtle troll and there's the art to the overt troll. And well, went for the second one, but uh, these are some new headphones, and it's it's just funny they're coming out now um, because they do a bunch of active sound processing. We should get into that, but obviously last week and this week too, this has been a slow week of tech news. The whole headphone jack debate is still going, and you use this opportunity to talk about what what you could do with headphones if they get a little bit smarter. So tell us about the even headphones. Okay, so most of the headphones we all have are passive headphones, and they don't distinguish between listeners. And I'm talking about everything from the $29 ones you get with your iPhone in the box and similar with your Samsung or whatever, all the way up to expensive cans, whatever. They they just – they don't do any processing of the sound uh, that's that you would call active that requires power. There are noise-canceling ones, and those do require power and recharging. And there are wireless ones, which, because they're wireless, require charging. But this does something different. This says – and there's a couple of other companies that are in this general area, but I think these guys have done the best job of it. They they say, um, okay, everybody's hearing is different, which is not something we often think about. We we all know it instinctively with eyes – but they say it's the same thing with your ears. Everybody's hearing is different. Your own hearing differs. Your own – the frequencies that your ears do the best at are different at every age really. I mean you don't have to be old. It could be the difference between being 22 and 27 or whatever. And your two ears are different. So they developed proprietary uh, algorithms and a set of chips – that go into the controller in the wired headphones. And that controller is that bulge thing in the in the headphone cord where the play pause button and the volume buttons and the mic are. And theirs is a little bigger than most, just like uh, you would find on noise-canceling headphones because they also have stuff in them. And what they do is there's a, there's a special even button on there. You don't – it's very funny. When you first take them out of the box, you don't even plug them into anything because they actually are a little computer inside there. It's actually a system on a chip. It's a DSP in there and it has an analog digital uh, converter and a digital analog converter and flash memory and software all built into that thing. So it's a little bigger – significantly bigger actually than what you'd find on your – let's say your Apple ones. But I did not find it heavy or clumsy. But anyway, so you take it out of the box. You hit this button called the even button and an artificial intelligence assi- uh, <laughs> assistant named Sarah. Of course. Speaking in a much nicer voice than Siri. Very human voice because she doesn't have to say that much and she's not – nobody's going to ask her any questions. She guides you through a, li- a hearing test, which isn't that – they, they make – they're very careful to claim they're not doing audiology or, or anything medical. But trust me, if you've ever done a hearing test at an audiologist's uh, or a doctor's, it sounds just like it. I mean she gives you eight snippets of music. They're very faint when you first hear them uh, and she gives you eight of them in each of your two ears and you press this button when you first hear it which is usually when it's fairly faint to you at least. And when she and it takes less than two minutes. And when you're done, you have created what they call an ear print, uh, which some other companies use that term too. It basically, in, in their parlance, it means, okay, we have understood the frequencies that your each ear can hear well 
and when it hears it and that kind of thing. And then they store it in flash memory. Then you plug it into any device because it's all permanently stored in this controller in the headphones. It doesn't depend on an app. It doesn't care what device or source you plug it into. It doesn't care if it's speech or music. The minute it's stored, and obviously it matters more for music than speech, but it, it pl- you plug it in, the music starts, and it constantly runs it through these algorithms using your ear print to guide it and sends it to your two ears in a way that is optimized for you. That is the theory. I tested it. Uh, I tested it on an iPhone with a bunch of different songs. I tested it on a Samsung Galaxy S7 uh, with a bunch of different songs. I used uh, Apple Buds and Beats Buds, which cost about 100 bucks. By the way, these cost 99 uh, And on the Samsung, I used Samsung Buds and the same Beats uh, $100 Buds. And the reason, by the way, the re- reason I used all Buds is that these are Buds. I didn't want to compare them to cans or anything. And um, I did definitely notice a difference. And that's the, the short story of the column. Right. So – What's interesting to me is it you know it does this little hearing test, but there's a thousand ways to do that hearing test, and the idea that I so I love the idea that they're recognizing that your ears are different because maybe it's just me. I've always known that my right ear is more sensitive than my left ear. It's like just one of those things you notice, I guess. The whole staff notices that, Eli. <laughs> is that why everyone's always yelling on my right side? Yeah, um, exactly. But I'm just curious how they why they decided that was the test to use. Like, I mean, there's a million ways to do that test. Is that just the industry standard or was there something else that they were? Well, you know, I would have gotten into that, but I had an editor who I thought would say, this is too much in the weeds. Let's get out out of the column. No, honestly, I I don't know the answer to that. Uh, Although you could go to their website and maybe they explain it. Well, you can do Um, the test on their website, which is really fun to do. Yeah, you can. You can. They they say, throw on your current headphones and try the test. It won't actually, of course, adjust your current headphones because they're not capable of being adjusted by this test. But um, it'll give you an idea. The the CEO of this company, it's a two-year-old startup out of Tel Aviv. And the CEO who came to see me and show me all this is a guy who spent 17 years as a sound designer in a studio there, in various studios there. And um, so he's – and then he has – his partner is the kind of engineer guy, uh, tech engineer uh, and software uh, engineer, hardware, software, whatever. And they have some other people. And so uh, he – makes it clear there's two things they're not. They're not an audiophile thing. They're not trying to say, hey, we'll help you do EQ. We'll help you raise the bass, lower the treble, whatever, balance the middle, whatever it is. They're not doing that uh, for the point of, uh, from the point of view of the particular piece of music. Uh, and the other thing they're not is medical. Although they do claim an indirect health benefit, which is – and I found this to be true, by the way. With regular buds, a lot of people crank them up quite – in terms of volume, quite high because it helps them uh, feel like they can pick up the subtleties in the music. And um, I certainly fall into that category. I found using these even earbuds – uh, after I had calibrated them, that 
that, to my surprise, I was using them at only about 70% of the same volume. And when I would test and unplug theirs and then plug back in my, my familiar either Apple or Beats or Samsung ones, whatever, I would find that, I, that in order to get a similar level of what I would call satisfaction out of the music, um, I had to be much higher, much closer to 100%. So they're saying, you know, it's widely understood that it's not great for your ears. I think I think it's actually enforced in the EU mm-hmm. uh, that you, you know there's a certain uh, limit to the volume of head uh, headsets and earbuds, and they're just saying with ours because we are delivering to you the kind of uh, frequencies and parts of the sound that you are striving to get with higher volume, but we can deliver them with lower volume, that's a health benefit. That's all they're saying. That's an, there's an indirect health benefit. They're being very careful to say they're not doing audiology here. So in terms of the methodology of the test, uh, they didn't really go into that with me, and I didn't ask them about it. So uh, the big thing here is got to charge these things. Right, I'm assuming you just plug. Right, in you get nine out, nine up to nine hours of battery life, which seemed about right in my testing. But your point, and this was kind of the lace through the review, and I won't say a totally trolley way. <laughs> it was there. Uh, I never the notion... thought of you at all. I, in fact, I linked to your rant. <laughs> I said some people don't like this change <laughs> some, that Apple might make. Uh, <laughs> This one guy I know. No, what I said was not everybody likes this change. And then I there's a link right to you and Eli. This mediocre podcast host that I'm forced to contend with. <laughs> uh, he's he's got this wrong. But no, anyway. Um, the but your point was there's a glimpse of a future in which we actually do make headphones smarter and we connect them directly digitally to phones. Uh, or other devices, they get power from those devices, and they can, and we can start to take this next set of technologies much more for granted than you know plugging them in and charging them and all that sort of thing. I think that's that is really interesting. The question for me is, I you brought up noise canceling headphones at the very beginning. Noise canceling headphones to me are they're the bellwether, right? Because they need power. I have a pair of them. I use them on planes. They're always dead. Just. Literally, I, I bring, I carry a USB battery onto planes with me because my headphones are just universally yep. always dead, and that's what I want to use. It's the reason I bought some and then stopped using them because um, I never remember to charge them, and I don't want to carry an extra battery. So, the, would you use the Evens without? Would you use them now, having to charge them? Were they so much better? I mean, you said they were moderately better, but you know, results may vary. So, it's a great question. And I think there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. So let me start with the easiest part. Um, I personally, and remember this, it's hard to review something like this unless you do do it with 100 people or 1,000 people because it's a personal thing. But for me, uh, and I would have said, if this was true, you know this about me, I would have written, this sucks. I, there, was no di- there was absolutely no difference. Maybe, maybe the company's propaganda is right and that's some difference for you. I don't know. I don't have the clue. Goodbye. I tried it. Goodbye. It did nothing. But that wasn't the case. It absolutely did something. I, I did hear things in the music that I didn't hear before, chord, like guitar chord uh, changes and vocal ticks and drum uh, stick n- sounds that I hadn't heard in 
on uh, even even at higher volume in some cases on the other uh, earbuds. So I noticed something, and I was able to do it at a lower volume. So those are two good things. But I would not say that. And I tried to make this analogy that it was like getting an eyeglass prescription. That like you know how some I don't know p- people that wear glasses or contacts. Sometimes you don't go to the eye doctor when you're supposed to and you wait like, I don't know, two years or three years instead of the one year you're supposed to do if that's what you're supposed to do. And so your eyes get worse and you Mm -hmm. get a prescription that's a much bigger leap than normal. And when you get the glasses, it's like, whoa, I can see all these things, you know. Instead of something I, I can make out at 50 feet, I can suddenly make it out at 150 feet, and that's a big difference. So it wasn't like that, but it was discernible and beneficial, and that's what I said. Um, I, I pointed out that for some people uh, – I pointed out that if you're interested in this or you feel like your hearing uh, deserves this, try it. There's a 30-day return policy. Uh, you may find no difference. You may find a more dramatic difference than I did. But I think actively – I think that the broader point here, which is really worth unpacking, is we have taken sound for granted for a long time. I think people like Beats, even pre-Apple and Bose and others have uh, tried to elevate what is actually compressed music – uh, that gave up a certain amount in sound without the penalty of much larger files and all that. They've managed in the in the headphones and the earbuds to do some some work. Sometimes it's just making it more bassy or something, but they've done some things with the sound. Some people are doing active things. I think this company and there's a couple of others. There's some that use apps. There's one that uses I, – I wouldn't use it just because of this, but they use an intermediary box. I think part of it is that some people want to hang on to the headphones they love. So you plug the headphones into this box, and then you plug this box into your phone or the source of the music. And to me – and they show it clipped to your clothing, and I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> but it's the same idea. Um so people are fooling around with this, and it actually seems to me that when you combine that with the slow advance of the quality of wireless buds, which is slow, but but it, which is definitely happening, uh, I would I I think that this is one of those functions on phones, which is which is uh, on phones and other devices, which is going to gain and be beneficial, right. beneficial tech for people. It's also, of course, going to be beneficial to Apple and uh, Samsung and uh, other people because they're going to be able to sell you new buds when when that was like a cheap thing you took for granted and it came in the box. There's going to be interesting things for us to write about and for people to buy. Well, we got a co- bunch of money. tweets about our episode last week. We com- we had a whole argument on headphones. We completely forgot to mention that Apple owns Beats, uh, a huge headphone company that does a billion dollars a year in revenue. Um, yeah. And that's just, that's the Beats headphone side. The music side of Beats is a, they do their own much smaller revenue. But um, just the headphone side of Beats, I guess it makes speakers too, but just that side of it makes oh, right. a billion no, no, dollars. Ab- absolutely right. So that's why – so like I'll predict to you right now and, and this is – and I want the readers to understand that while I have in the past and hope to in the future have some information sometimes on Apple, it will probably be collected on a basis whereby I'm not going to be able to talk very much about it until a yeah. certain time. Uh, but this is a case where I don't know anything. 
I don't. So I'm just going to speculate here. Yeah. I think I think Apple probably is going to take this three, three and a half uh, millimeter jack out, but I don't think they're. And I think that they may allow you companies, including Beats, to do interesting things, including this even company to do interesting things with the Lightning port. But I think their main play will be to do wireless. I think their typical history has been when they've taken I.O. out to say, here's a broad industry standard thing that we think is better, CD, ROMs, or some other kind of of thing. And I think wireless is the thing. And I think they'll make some kind of wireless buds or Beats will and or both of them will that will be, you know, they may make cheap ones under the Apple name and Beats will make more expensive ones. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's going to happen. I also, and this is much more speculative and may not happen till they really redesign the phone uh, and we understand that's not likely till um, 2017. Uh, I think that there's some chance they may go to USB-C instead of Lightning. Oh, uh, that's a where that's giant where you're, you're you're just wandering off in the distance alone. Yeah, I know. I I, I just I, don't I see it. Uh, that's fine. I I would uh, love that. You yeah. know, if if the rumor was Apple's the dropping MacBook? the headphone jack and they're they're going to a more standard connector, okay, right, fine. It's not great, and there's still a lot of reasons. But going from a standard to a proprietary connector rankles. But it, I just don't see it. Why would they give up their whole ecosystem of Lightning? It's only been around for two years, four years, something like that. I made a whole chart today. I should look up the chart. I, I don't know. Why do you think they're going to USB-C? Lightning has been around since 2012, four years. They have on the Mac gone in the direction of standardization. And they were on the committee that did USB-C. They made a big point of saying that when they brought out the MacBook. Mm-hmm. It may be that they have a proprietary connector for USB-C that somehow fits the new iPhone. I don't know. I just think that might happen. It would I be, just think it might happen. I think that's the move that makes this all the more interesting. We're talking about three parallel threads that intersect in in interesting ways if you pull them together. So there's... The even earbuds, which do active sound processing that require power. Then there's the notion of headphones requiring power and using a different connector. And then there's just sort of wireless and what happens when you combine wireless with active sound processing. So there is, we haven't tested these yet. We tested the old versions, but a company called Doppler Labs put out a new version of the Hear earbuds. And we tested the old version. The old version was really interesting because it didn't let you play audio through them. It just modified what you heard. So you stuck these things in your ears, you screwed around with the app on your phone, and you could tune the frequency response of them and you know, tell it to pick out voices in the crowd or say you were at a concert or just do crazy stuff. And we tested them out, and they were fine, not great. And now the new version is actually earbuds and let you stream audio through Bluetooth. But I, there's something super sci-fi and amazing about sticking totally wireless earbuds in your ears and having them modify your hearing that's basically like bionic it's cyberpunk well it is i mean these are not wireless but the company is working on wireless as as well as a lightning and because they they hear the same things we do uh they have no facts either Mm -hmm. uh but that hasn't stopped any of us but the ones i tested the first gen of even they're computers 
I mean, they, they said, hey, there's this thing in the middle of the cord. We can expand it a little, put some stuff in it. There's a system on a chip in there. There's a DSP in there. Right. There's a digital uh, – there's an analog to digital converter and a digital to analog converter. There's flash memory. There's software. That's a computer. There's, there's even an AI, uh, a, a little AI assistant. Not anything fancy, but at least to the point of understanding when you've clicked the button and said you've heard the thing in the test, which, by the way, you could do any number of times. And it's a pretty – and, you know, you, if I said to you three years ago, oh, you know, your earbuds are going to be something you care about and think about. And, and by the way, they're going to have – they're going to have a computer in them. You would have, you would have said I was like out there wandering <laughs> alone, uh, <laughs> and and uh, I could just read the I think I could just imagine the comments in the Google Doc you know on the side what what are you sure of this you know but uh, but that's what this is and that's probably what a few of these others some people are choosing to do the computation through an app on the phone there's a company called Mimi that does that they even use the word ear print. Um, and I don't think that's as convenient because you have to sort of run. Uh, you have to run there's the a app. number of reasons it's, it's not as convenient. This other company we talked about uses a, a box uh, or, a, or a module that you have to run things through. It has some advantages in that you get to keep your own uh, uh, headphones, but it has some clear disadvantages. These guys are saying we're taking earbuds, about the most common, almost disposable thing that you use with this expensive phone, uh, whether and in, whether it's an iPhone or a expensive Android. And they're saying we're making, we're putting a computer into it. And I think that opens all kinds of interesting possibilities because a lot of what we do, in, uh, you know, including with the whole new era of artificial intelligence, is voice and 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 conversation and speech and hearing i don't know maybe you could put google assistant right. into i'm not making this up or being silly maybe you could put google assistant into a pair of buds i just don't know well that's that's what i mean about these parallel tracks there's the let's do totally wireless let's stick everything in our ears and charge those things separately and those can be smart but then there's something really clever about the idea of drawing power from the phone to run a separate computer that can do all kinds of other things that is interesting and you can't do it right now uh, because I think the only lightning port that supports true power out uh, is on the iPad Pro because it powers the pencil. But if the next iPhone has a lightning port that supports true power out, then you can start running other little computers on the chain and doing all kinds of other little stuff, which is really that's fascinating, and it gets you into this sci-fi zone. The other thing that I'm thinking about is how much of this next wave of computer interaction relates to sort of your hearing and your voice when the first wave of sort of <laughs> was silly uh, was Google Glass, which was about sticking a display in your – Oh, yeah. Right? right. And I, uh, we, we all know how I'm that sure went. you did this too, but I walked around for about half a day in Mountain View – Wearing those things. Oh, I and went to the Indy 500 wearing Google Glass, and, and that, that people thought I was a robot. That tops me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was still it was still strange. And you know, uh, AR, which is we talk a lot about VR, and, and VR is certainly important uh, uh, in gaming and, and maybe in entertainment, and maybe it'll be important in many other things. But I think AR, in a funny way, has a lot uh, has less publicity but maybe more potential uses 
AR is going to involve computers baked into something that will look like eyeglasses, not giant goggles, if it's going to succeed. And those things touch your ears. Yeah. So there's no reason they couldn't also be audio things. But, um, but maybe that's the second wave, right? It, it's What's funny is we all wear headphones all day long, right? We're used to right. seeing them. They're socially acceptable. They're around maybe and, – and all these chat. Oh, my God. If you walk around the Vox Media Intergalactic Headquarters here in D.C., <laughs> where I now reside mm-hmm. and from which I am podcasting currently, Citizens of Earth, <laughs> I – I am here at Fox Intergalactic Headquarters. If you walk around, people doing hard work at Fox.com, at SB Nation, at whatever they do at the corporate level here, which is super good work and important, and I love you all, uh, in case you're listening. Um, <laughs> they refer to that they, as uh, Overhead <laughs> Alley. That's what our, our – Overhead <laughs> Alley. There it is. Uh, people are – there are lots and lots of people sitting with, with – um, earbuds, or actually they give you, our benevolent company, at least here in D.C., gives you now wireless, over the year Wait, what? Headphones. Oh, the yeah. The perks in D.C. are, wait, we just got fruit yeah. snacks in New York. No, That's no. Like a big we, deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't even tell, <laughs> after the podcast, I'll tell you what we get here in D.C. It's it's yeah. D.C., it's, Eli. Yeah, I see. It's the DC. CEO works there, and everyone's getting free headphones and back CEO massages. works here, and it's D.C., <laughs> Where, where everyone no, – nobody pays for anything, but they get a lot of perks. <laughs> you will be moving into that zone when you move – listeners don't know this and may, they probably are asleep by now. But you, you are moving downtown, if I'm not mistaken, we are. in Manhattan, right? Yeah. So you're moving into the financial zone where similar perk expectations reign. That's true. We and are, maybe that will happen to you. We but, are literally moving into the old Goldman Sachs building. So, oh my God! Just the oh, air is. Did you have to with, say that with, with corruption privilege reigns? Corruption. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. We're all going to get different suits. Yeah. We're going to. But I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, but there. If you walk around here, people are on their on their earphones. They're working, or it looks like they're working. But and from what the, we we produce every day, they're working, but they're on their phones, and or or sometimes they're on earbuds, and um, so. You're right. We walk around every day with these things on. We sit at work with them. We sit in our homes with them sometimes, a lot of times. Uh, you know, you don't want to disturb your partner. Your partner's doing something different, but you want to watch something uh, 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 or listen to something. So you're on your earbuds or you're on your headphones. And uh, But they've been basically neglected. I mean, they're, they're, they're not – Totally. Obviously, they're expensive ones. There are ones that are better than others or more preferred by some people than others. Beats is a billion-dollar business, and I don't know what Bose does. But, I mean, these are you know, these are companies that do pretty well. So, but I'm saying maybe this is where intelligence gets put first, right? We, we've talked so much about wearable technology. We've talked about watches and glasses and AR and VR. And it's funny that you're seeing companies – they're poking around headphones now. What what do we do with headphones to make them more intelligent? And the, the first few examples kind of fizzled, right? There was the Moto Hint, which was right. supposedly Google Now in your ear and just kind of fizzled out. There's a couple of these active headphone companies that are doing stuff to enhance your hearing. But if you actually connect headphones to a device like a phone or something else that's connected, the range of possibilities actually does open up quite widely. And you don't have to overcome the I'm wearing a smartwatch or I'm wearing Google Glass 
issues, you can actually just deliver intelligence in a different way. Is any of that smart? I have no idea. I don't know if it's smart, but I think it is. And so if we're wrong, we're wrong together on this. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I know, seriously, I, I, I got to feeling when I was, uh, you know, I didn't go too hard on this in the column because I had a lot of other things to explain and, and try to convey. But I, I think these things are artificially intelligent computing devices that happen to be to look and act like earbuds. And they are earbuds, but they are a computer, another computer. So they're plugged into a computer, but they have a computer in them. Their computer in them is right now limited in what it does, although interesting. I think it's an interesting thing. But And certainly the, the problem of volume on your ears, if they can – they and others can succeed in reducing that by making the sound better at lower volumes, which is essentially what this does, then that's good for public health. It's a good thing. But there's much, much more that you can, can imagine doing. And there's no reason not to think about combinations of this with vision enhancement as well, like AR. I mean, we're not there. We're not anywhere there on AR. Uh, and we're just beginning on this. But this is the last place uh, I would not have expected two years ago for this kind of thing to explode in the audio side of these devices. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. There's the rumor that the Apple will take out the jack. There's a handful of don't sell well Android phones that have taken out the jack. Uh, the Leco, I think we've talked about. The Yeah, which I can never remember the name the of. The legendary here, Leco phone. Here on the High School Debate podcast. But, <laughs> but the uh, Patriots are, are – are, we remember this week. <laughs> the, pa- the Patriots remember is – actually, that's a good team slogan. Um, it is. But, the, you know, it's happening in the industry. There's these rumors. There's no – rationale from Apple yet, right? They, they're going to have to make the case for this when they, if and when they do it. But what's interesting to watch is we're doing it on this podcast right now. I've read a bunch of pieces across the internet. Why would you do this? What are the, what's the, we all know the negatives of taking out the headphone jack. What are the upsides? And the amount of sort of imagination that I've seen is really high and really interesting, but it's all nascent. It's, it doesn't exist yet. It's promise. And I, what gets me about this is, you know, we I did make this chart today. All of Apple's I.O. lasts for about 15 years, right? Even the floppy, which seemed totally cemented in time. And, you know, we talked about this last week. You said they were, it was a mistake to remove it in the iMac when they did. That was only that that only had a 16 year run, which is a long time, but not forever. Right. I, I, my argument with jobs at that time was timing. Right. It wasn't doing it. It was timing. But the headphone jack. Has just been somebody um, sent me a link to it. It's been around since 1898, right? It's just been this really? one consistent thing, first quarter inch, and then now eighth inch. Um, it's just been there. It's how we get audio out of devices. And if the sale really is, we can dramatically increase the intelligence of headphones, then that's we should do that. But if the sale is, we can make it a little bit thinner, then that seems kind of mistaken and I, that's the to me that's the setup for how they do this if they do it right that they have to they have to deliver all of these benefits and if they do come out with headphones that let siri talk to you in a better way or put you know it's these even headphones or be much better wireless i mean you know if, if all the wireless ones we at the verge have reviewed mm-hmm. and that i have tried or or that we tried at recode and at the wall street journal where i worked before before I joined uh, The Verge, you know, the, 
the wireless earbuds were uh, interesting because they could kind of match the crappiest wired ones as long as their batteries lasted, but they weren't able to be great. They couldn't match the best wired ones, and they and they certainly couldn't do any of these futuristic things. And so Apple has an upper, you know, Apple with its own engineering and now with Beats engineering has an opportunity to do something with wireless to push it ahead that will help justify just exactly the way you're saying, just justify getting rid of this thing that has been around since 1898. It's kind of amazing actually. It, it is kind of amazing. Uh, your chart does not go back to 1898. Well, I, I just started with Max. Like I, I left out Apple. Really? Twos. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. Because I have a Mac from 1898. <laughs> you don't know that? <laughs> it's got a big Victorian ship's wheel for the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, it's more of like a rudder, more like a, you know, it's more like one of those tiller things. But yeah, it's there, and 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 actually was better than the uh, hockey puck mouse, and it briefly had two buttons, but then they got rid of it, one of the buttons. But um, yeah. There is a death chart. But, you know, here's the thing. In this case, Apple isn't even the first one to drop the three and a half millimeter. Now, you're right. They don't sell a lot of phones. But, you know, Lenovo is a really big company. And uh, maybe they just let Moto, some crazy Moto engineer, do whatever he he wants or she wants. But um, Moto owns that company. And they came out with what is, I think, uh, a kind of high-end for them phone. Mm -hmm. With no standard audio jack in it. Uh, and that's interesting. Yeah. It's all interesting. And I think our listeners, because this is our job after all, is to help our listeners uh, be prepared and understand and get more out of their technology. I think our listeners ought to be prepared for changes in the thing they have taken probably for granted the most on their on their phones, which is the, the 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 buds and the audio. This is also a good time to note that uh, in lieu of merchandise, Walt and I will be opening Neilai and Walt's dongle warehouse, <laughs> uh, where the finest accessories to plug in your old you headphones. Know, we were not ready to launch or even soft launch yet. God damn it! Didn't you get the marketing memo? <laughs> Look, t-shirts are out. It's uh, dongles are in. Check Slack. This was on Slack that you were not supposed to do this. <laughs> Finally, our ne- next great business opportunity. <laughs> this episode of Control It's Elite was brought to you by Mr. Robot. On July 13th, Mr. Robot, the 2015 Peabody Award and Critics' Choice Award winner, returns for a second season on USA Network. Starring Golden Globe and SAG Award nominee Rami Malek and Golden Globe Award winner Christian Slater, Mr. Robot follows Elliot, a cybersecurity engineer by day and vigilante hacker by night, who follows a mysterious leader to join a hacker group called F-Society. They put their skills to the test in taking down E-Corp, which actually stands for Evil Corp in the show, which is hilarious, a giant conglomerate that owns the whole world's personal and banking information. But when they pull the hack off, they quickly realize they had no idea what they're getting into. And now the second season will obviously show you what they got into. Mr. Robot shows actual hacking techniques like the use of Linux and Netscape, DDoS attacks, and rootkits. And I'm not going to give too much away here, but we're doing an absolute ton with Mr. Robot in the second season, and we're going to get super into that stuff after every episode of the season. So I'm really excited about that. Stay tuned. It's going to be really exciting. Anyhow, Mr. Robot returns for season two on Wednesday, July 13th at 10 Eastern, 9 Central on USA Network. You got to watch it. You know, it, it was sort of a slow news week, 
And it's just funny how talking about the future of headphones captivates almost everybody I talk to. I You can, you know, I used to play this game where um, the way that I would talk about The Verge was you can walk up to anybody and start a conversation by saying, hey, what phone do you have? And that, right. that, that game stopped being interesting because the answers tended to fall into I have an iPhone or I have a Samsung. Um, there was a minute, though, when I was like, crazy town and everyone was making different kinds of decisions yeah but it's equivalently interesting now you can do this and i encourage everybody to do it go ask somebody would you buy a phone without a headphone jack and you will find the range of answers people people can think about it right it it affects them in their day-to-day life in a variety of ways um and it's just one of those things where it's a seemingly innocuous technology nerd decision but it has these reverberating forces out into the culture. And I think it's just going to be really... Honestly, I suspect that if Johnny Ive or uh, Craig Federighi uh, or Phil Schiller, who are all Apple executives, for those who don't know, were on this call, or the spirit of Steve Jobs, they would all say, and you would have had the same conversation if you walked up to somebody and said, would you buy a computer without a floppy? Of course. And they would say... I'm presuming they would say, yes, people would have that doubt or be willing to engage in that conversation, but only if you didn't add what we consider the rest of it, which is it doesn't have a floppy, but we're the only company that has built CD uh, players into everything. And those hold 100 times more than a floppy or whatever the multiple is. They have this advantage over them. Uh, And no... It doesn't have an optical drive, but when was the last time you actually burned a disk? And by the way, there are a hundred places in the cloud you can now store everything because we now have iCloud Photo Library and iCloud, you know, Music li- uh, Library, which they had even before they had the they had uh, iTunes Match and some other things. They didn't do they didn't execute it very well, but they had it and. And so there were there were this is even before they started Apple Music. So they always had something next to say. And if the, what they have to say next is, look, we're gonna put we're gonna be able to put extra battery in here, or we're gonna be able to do something really cool with the digital port. And by the way, we're gonna do wireless buds that are way better than anybody else's wireless buds. They would say we're not completing the the question when we go up and ask somebody. It doesn't necessarily mean people are going to want something with no jack, and they're not dopes, <laughs> and neither are neither are whoever do, else also does this because I have a feeling this seems like an industry thing going on here. But even if it's just them, they're not dopes. They understand there'll be resistance to it, which is why they have to have something to say. They have never been accompanied, to my knowledge, ever that takes the position of you can't that, – that you can beat something with nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They never have nothing. You can argue about whether it's enough, but they always have something to say. Yeah. Yes, we're getting rid of this. But they – Neela, you can imagine and I think a lot of our, our, our listeners who are sophisticated people who probably live streamed or, or, or played the video of Apple events or maybe been at Apple events – can imagine the slide, right? It'll 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 be just like when Steve Jobs showed all the competing phones with physical keyboards, 
and talked about them as tiny little plastic keyboards that blocked most of the screen and had all these downsides. And you could just see them saying, they won't do it as well as he did that day, <laughs> but because it's very hard for anyone, not just, I mean, this is not a dig at Tim Cook or anything, but it's just very hard to do it as well as he did, no matter what company you work at. But, you know, they can put up a thing that says, Look at these things. They get tangled and they're not very here, – here's a chart showing that the sound quality out of them is crappy. And here's one that's better but it costs $300. And we, for only $100, are going to sell you these wireless ones that can maybe tune themselves like these evens or right. maybe do noise canceling or maybe do something else combined with an app that we have conveniently preloaded <laughs> on all the phones. No, I mean, uh, don't you think, yeah. can't you imagine this presentation? Oh, absolutely. They're not just going to, if they dump the three and a half millimeter jack, which I agree with you is, you know, it's a rumor. And if we could prove it, we would have already, the minute we prove it, it'll be on the verge. Yep. That's where you will read it, readers, listeners and readers. That's where you will see it. But So it's a rumor. But if they do it, they will not just do it and not have something else to say and not have something else to, to kind of go and replace it with. Yeah. They are an expert audio company at this point. And they weren't shabby before they bought Beats. But now they're an expert audio company. Right. I'm sure our listeners have many things to say about Beats. But they are – they sell a lot of headphones. Whether you like Beats or not, they have acquired, when they did that, they didn't just acquire Dre and Jimmy Iovine. They acquired a whole bunch of engineers. And they already had a bunch of engineers. Now they have more engineers. And we all know, or I hope our listeners know, that Apple also is a chip designer. And they have a serious silicon design workforce in there that's probably numbers, thousands, I don't know, uh, that goes into all their products. When you combine that with the software and when you combine it with this particular emphasis on audio that they acquired when they got Beats, they have a lot of possibility in there. Whether they execute it is another question, but they certainly have the the horsepower to come out and do something. Yeah. I mean, and the next wave of all this intelligence, it has to talk to you. You have to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's where it starts. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Sadly – I got to cut this one short, but there's so much else to listen to. Uh, the Vergecast comes out on Fridays now. It's pre-recorded. That's really fun. Uh, there is What's Tech with Chris Plant, which is really good this week. It was about the Bachelorette. Just listen, trust me. Somehow it's a tech show about the Bachelorette. Uh, uh-huh. Emily and Liz have Verge ESP Entertainment and Science podcast. I love that. It's really good. Entertainment and science together. It's awesome. Uh, and then on the recut side, our, our own friend, Verge senior editor Lauren Good, has Too Embarrassed to Ask, which continues to be a powerhouse. And Peter Kafka has one of my favorites, Recode Media, and Kara Swisher, legendary Kara Swisher, has legendary. Recode Decode, which I encourage everyone to listen to. So sadly, we're a little short this week, but. So much else to listen to across our network. You should definitely do that. We also love when you tweet at us. That's one of my favorite things. Easiest fave on the internet. Uh, if you tweet at me, at Reckless, or at Walt, at Walt Mossberg, uh, we particularly love getting show intros. Uh, some of my favorite tweets to get throughout the week. We also love your comments and suggestions and all that sort of thing. I'm sure people have many ideas about why we right or wrong this week. Uh, I want you to please tweet more of more of the kind of tweet uh, I got today, which said that, which was a picture of a three-year-old uh, <laughs> using an Apple TV remote 
just totally without any problems. I got to say, those tweets I have like been 50-50. People love them, people hate them. No one's in between. And, and they were 50-50, but now they're not because there's a three-year-old <laughs> now, picture. Now the children are involved. A three-year-old. Find a local <laughs> yeah. child, right. give them and the, the remote. And can I... And the children are our future, Neelai. <laughs> Truly. And on that note, we've got to come to an end. Great show, Walt, man. Always fun. Take care, Neelai. 